Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. It is Monday, September 12th, and this is People Every Day. Hello, everyone. Charlotte Triggs here. I'm filling in for Janine while she gets ready to host tonight's Emmy's Red Carpet. You can catch Janine and all of our exclusive coverage on People TV or streaming on our YouTube channel. We have a great show planned for you today with, of course, some Emmy's previews and predictions. There's also plenty of royal family news to get to, including William and Harry spotted together in public. But first, let's kick off with a story that's been bubbling up stateside for some time. Things between Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchen are turning into a full-on drama blitz. Do you guys ever have something on your mind and you like to work through it in your dreams? <laughs> Yesterday, as I was preparing to host today's show, I couldn't stop reading about growing tension between husband and wife duo Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchen. Sources have told us here at People that Bunchen and Brady have hit a rough patch in their marriage. So I had a dream last night that I talked about all of this drama on today's show. And so joining me now to do that and to literally make my dreams come true is People's Editorial Director, Alicia <laughs> Dennis. Hey, Alicia. Thanks for joining us. Hi. Thanks for having me. I'm very very excited that we can, you know, make your dreams a reality right now. <laughs> so Tom famously retired and then unretired from football earlier this year. And a lot of us in the know believe that this may be at the root of some of the issues between him and Giselle. So I've reported on them a long time myself. I remember her telling me at least five years ago that she was dying for him to retire so that he could spend more time at home with the family. So what is the latest with them and what are we hearing from sources? Just a few weeks ago, Brady had missed 11 days in training camp and that is something that we do not see with Brady. And he kind of said that he was going to be dealing with some personal things. His absence was approved by the team. And then at that time, there were all these rumors that maybe he was on vacation or he was filming The Masked Singer. But now we think that most likely he was probably working on things at, at home and with his family. And when he came back to talk about the time he'd spent away, he said, there's a lot of stuff going on. So you just have to try and figure out life the best you can and that it's a continuous process. So the big news yesterday was that Giselle did not go to Tom's first game of the season as the Bucks played against the Cowboys in Dallas. And I know she doesn't always go to road games, but this could be his last first game ever. Meanwhile, she shared two posts on social media yesterday that felt very odd to say the least. So Alicia, can you take us into what these posts were and how does it all factor into the situation? We were all kind of wondering if she was going to say anything about it because she was not there at the Bucks facing the Cowboys in Dallas. But sources did tell us that a lot of times she doesn't go to away games. So she tweeted right before the game kicked off, let's go at Tom Brady. She tagged him, let's go Bucks. And people that are close to her know that there's tension, but not really how serious it is. So a lot of people that are close to him aren't talking about Giselle. We saw that in the newscaster, Chris Collinsworth, you know, was talking about how he met with Tom the day before, and they only talked about football. They didn't talk about anything else. It's just not a topic that anybody wants to bring up to him. And she wished her sister happy birthday, and she was wearing something really weird in the picture. So she wished her sister happy birthday and and she's in her wedding dress 
from her wedding day to Tom, it's almost 14 years old. She set it up in this fun way where it looked like she was holding a birthday cake and giving it to her sister because her sister was in the picture. So is this just this adorable thing or is she trying to say something about her wedding dress? This is what, you know, people that are following this story are looking at and going, is this clearly a statement she's making or is it just a fun picture? I feel like we've gotten into like coded messages territory. You know yeah, that there's I think problems. So too. <laughs> Last night he played well. He only threw one touchdown. The Bucks beat the Cowboys nineteen to three. There were a lot of field goals, but just one touchdown pass. So afterwards, in the press conference, he says to the whole room, "There's a lot of room for improvement on our team, and I've got to get back to work. It's a long, long season." And if you're Giselle and you're thinking, well, I'd like to see this guy help bring the kids to school, he's making it really clear publicly That's what not his dedication happen. to this long, long <laughs> season is, right? So serious question. Why is all of this happening now? Because, I mean, he unretired back in the spring and we heard that she threw him a birthday party this summer in Italy. She definitely sent him the Father's Day messages and the happy birthday messages on Instagram. So what happened? I don't get it. Yeah, I, I have the same question, Charlotte. And I, I wonder if when he decided to unretire so quickly that maybe there were some conversations that were had between the two of them about how it might look different this time. And maybe he would be around and more involved. And as the season's actually starting, you get to see exactly how that is coming about or not coming about. And so I think that, that it makes a little bit of sense that it would be right when the season is starting that either it's, it's coming to a head and she's realizing how much he's going to be dedicated in this way. Or maybe there was some agreement that he'd made that, that isn't happening. I'm not sure. Yes, we've got a long season ahead of us in the words of Tom Brady <laughs> to see what happens here. Alicia, thank you so much for joining me. Absolutely. Thanks, Charlotte. While football may be king here in the U.S., over the weekend, there were new developments in the U.K. surrounding King Charles' rise to the throne, Queen Elizabeth's funeral arrangements, and a rare public appearance by the new Prince and Princess of Wales and the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. Let's dive in. It's been four days since the death of Queen Elizabeth, and the UK and the world has been plunged into mourning. After waiting more than 70 years, her son Charles, the former Prince of Wales, became the new king over the weekend. And today, for the first time in history, he and Queen Consort Camilla sat on their thrones in Westminster Hall as they met with members of Parliament and members of the House of Lords. And to everyone watching the royal happenings on Saturday, one storyline in particular dominated social media, the rare joint appearance of Prince William and Prince Harry and their two wives as they greeted well-wishers outside of Windsor Castle. The two couples haven't been seen together in public for several years amid reports of an estrangement. So in order to break all this down and to understand what's really happening within the royal family, we have People's Chief Foreign Correspondent Simon Perry joining us from London. Hi, Simon. Welcome back to the show. Hi, Charlotte. So, of course, the big headline of the weekend was William and Kate and Harry and Meghan reunited. Now, people used to think of them as the Fab Four, but that relationship had been deeply fractured in recent years. So did this shock you to see this? It pleasantly shocked me. I think a lot of people have been willing and hoping that William and Harry especially would get back together again, at least visually, and be seen together after, as you say, a lot of estrangement. There's been a lot of difficulties between the two for two or three years now. And I think it was a good move. I mean, if 
Prince William and Prince Harry had not seen each other before, say, the funeral this time next week. Can you imagine the hubbub and the growing sort of talk about are these guys hanging out? Have they seen each other? Have their families got together? We understand as well, as soon as he contacted his brother, Harry dropped everything and they came out. There was a little delay of about 45 minutes, which some people have put down to the fact that the other couple, Harry and Meghan, were getting ready. It wasn't scheduled that they would Mm -hmm. be there. They obviously came out and did their thing. But I think the two brothers, if they share anything at the moment, is a love for their grandmother and they wanted to both show that together. You'll have noticed this as well, that there was a lot of people studying the timeline of what time Harry had arrived to Scotland. And all of a sudden that was just obliterated by this appearance. I mean, it was very smart, very smart PR. Yeah, yeah. It It did help obliterate that, as you say. There'd been a lot of talk. Why did William go up a number of hours? I can't remember exactly, you know, two or three hours ahead of his brother. Was one alerted for the other? Who knows? And there's protocols. I mean, William and Harry possibly couldn't have been on the same plane. You suddenly have a different scenario where mm-hmm. there's a different line. The succession is suddenly becoming very, very important. So that may have been why they separated. Do we see any kind of like warming up happening here between, you know, kind of the Sussexes and the core royal family? I mean, obviously Charles's statement, he made a point of calling out his love for them and stuff like that, but it did say that they're going to carry on with their lives overseas and stuff like that. But I mean, we see sure. Megan did postpone her podcast this week and Harry's got his memoir coming out. Like, what do we think is going to happen with all of this stuff? And do we think that there might be a little bit of a defrosting? <laughs> well, as a number of people have said to me this week, if anything can help a defrosting, as you call it, it's surely a death of someone that they all love. They're all brought together by this by this moment and they've got to spend some time together and there'll be some presumably some FaceTime and therefore some chance to sort of rebuild some bridges. Charles did reach out to his son, said some lovely things, but underscored that they have a new life away. Their life is largely in California now. They've set up home there and that's their direction, which he acknowledges. There's a lot of things have been said between the two sides in the last couple of Mm -hmm. years. The memoir is coming soon, which may well set things back again. That's hanging over the family too. So it's not going to be easy. Yeah. So meanwhile, we actually now do have the funeral date on the books. It'll be in one week from today, the 19th of September. Can you share some of the details of what we're expecting? They haven't released much about the funeral yet beyond the date, as you say. For Monday, we're going to have another briefing a little later this week. But clearly, Westminster Abbey is this 900-year-old abbey that's that's held all these key royal events, whether it be William and Kate's wedding as well that you and I remember covering many years ago. Yep. Oh, Yes. And the Queen's wedding, and I was there for the Queen Mother's funeral, for example, her mother's funeral. So Mm -hmm. it's a place of the great royal standout state occasions. The Queen, of course, will be actually buried or interred in in St George's Chapel in Windsor. And of course, it takes her back to Windsor, her sort of the family home. So they'll be going back to that for a second service after what you might call the main funeral that day. Now, I know that there's been some level of intrigue around the uniforms and who gets to wear them and who doesn't get to wear them. What do we know? They've said today that the working royals will be wearing uniforms, the ones who have a role within the family. That's clearly obviously Prince of Wales, as he's now known, Prince William, his uncle, Prince Edward, aunt, Princess Anne, and so on. That also therefore means that Prince Andrew, the Duke of York, and Prince Harry 
won't be wearing uniforms. They maybe mm-hmm. won't be wearing medals and so on. I'm not sure about that, but they won't be dressed in the same sort of full uniform. Do we read into that? <laughs> They're delineating the um, difference between a working royal and a, a loved member of the family who obviously would be there as, mm-hmm. a, as a loved member of the family, as the Queen kept calling Harry in all the statements she made about their departure in the last couple of years. But there's a formality to those roles that they have as military roles. They have them as sort of um, titular heads of regiments and so on. And if that's part of their working, that's part of the links between the royal family and those regiments and the army and the navy and so on. So there is one element that people have been very, very concerned about is the queen's corgis. Now, I know a bunch of her corgis had sort of died off over the years and she didn't intend to get more, but then she was gifted a few. How many did she have and what is happening to these corgis? Yeah, well, she was so famous for her corgis, wasn't she? She was given a few in the last couple of years of her life by Prince Andrew and his wife, Fergie, as she's more commonly known, but Sarah Ferguson and their daughters, Beatrice and Eugenie. And two corgis, one of them sadly died actually in the last year or so. So anyway, she had two or three dogs at the end. The good news is for all our listeners that Fergie and Andrew are taking the dogs back they have a house on the Windsor estate and so the dogs will be able to walk around the same grounds that they used to with the Queen and uh, enjoy the same environment and uh, sniff the same air as it were and hopefully uh, they'll have a great retirement uh, too alongside Andrew and, uh, and, and, and Sarah Ferguson. You know, it's funny how people care an awful lot about animals and definitely want to know that they are in good hands. Simon, thank you so much for being on to break all this down. That's no problem. <laughs> As I mentioned earlier, tonight is the biggest night in television. After the break, we're joined by People's resident TV expert and senior editor, Brianne Heldman. Brianne is going to share who she thinks the big winners will be and give her predictions on some snubs and surprises. We'll be right back. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. back and television's biggest night has arrived. The Emmy Awards are happening tonight and I don't know about you guys, but I'm ready for a fun award show. I'm mostly here for the fashion, but we know Kenan Thompson's hosting, Succession is up for a ton of awards, Abbott Elementary as well, the Ted Lasso cast will be there, Janine Rubenstein will be there. It's going to be a great night. But before any of that gets started, we have to talk predictions. So joining me now is someone who knows a thing or two about TV and will be at the show, People Senior Editor, Brianne Heldman. Hey, Brianne. Hi, Charlotte. All right. The most important prediction of all, are you going to wear high heels or are you going to have to go with the flats? (laughs) Much like the best actress in a comedy category, it's really up in the air. We shall see. (laughs) So, all right. So you're in LA right now. What's it like on the ground? What's the mood in Hollywood right now? People are really excited because last year was a much smaller, more pared down experience. Of course, in 2020, it was known as the Zoomies. (laughs) So this really is full force, giant crowds. Everyone is vaccinated or has to have tested. And people are just really happy and excited to be spending time with each other. I talked to Himesh Patel from Station 11 last night, 
And he was saying that his wife had never met the showrunner until last night. Oh my gosh. And they filmed it almost three years ago. That's cool. All right, let's talk predictions. One of the biggest awards of the night is Outstanding Drama Series, and it's a bit of a tough category. You've got Succession, Euphoria, and Squid Game. So who do you think is going to walk away with the Emmy? Well, I will say that there feels like there's this huge momentum towards Squid Game leading into this final home stretch towards the Emmys. But I really think it is Succession's night. Succession won the last time it was up. It is nominated for 20 different things, but I wouldn't be surprised by a Squid Game upset. Outstanding Comedy Series is another big award and obviously also a huge list. You've got Barry, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Only Murders in the Building. Now, who would you be picking and who do you think is going to win? I think this really, again, is a two-man race. It is between Ted Lasso, which won last year, and Abbott Elementary, the freshman darling that everyone is excited about, everyone is talking about. And Abbott's a wonderful show, but I really think this is going to go to Ted Lasso. I think Abbott will win in other places. We can't talk Emmy predictions without talking about some of our favorites, their upper acting awards. You've got lead actor and actress in a drama series. Reese Witherspoon is nominated for The Morning Show. And her on-screen husband in Big Little Lies, Adam Scott, is also up for one. He's up for Severance. You've got Zendaya for Euphoria. I mean, who do you think is going to be walking home with the Emmys? I think that the momentum for Melanie Linsky and Yellow Jackets is undeniable. And she's going to take home Best Actress in a Drama. It's hard to deny Laura Linney for Ozark. It's hard to deny Zendaya for season two of Euphoria, which everyone says was superior to season one. But it's going to be a Melanie Alinsky night. And I want everyone to remember that she has been around for such a long time and has had a million amazing performances. So in some ways, this is a celebration of all of the wonderfulness that is Melanie Linsky. Good to see her finally getting her due. So let's talk about the performers that we hope to win Best Lead Actor and Actress in a Comedy Series. You've got Issa Rae nominated for Insecure. Steve Martin and Martin Short are both up for Only Murders in the Building. And you've got Quinta Brunson for Abbott Elementary. What are your picks? Again, there's kind of a two-man race for Best Actress in a Comedy between Quinta Brunson and Gene Smart for Hacks. Gene Smart won last year. I think that it's going to go to Gene. I think the big Abbott Elementary wins are going to be in the writing categories. I mean, I think that it's going to be a tight race either way. As far as the actor in a comedy series goes, Steve Martin and Martin Short are wonderful. And I wish they could tie because they really are going to cancel each other out. And it's going to go to Jason Sudeikis again. But Bill Hader could pull it out. You could be surprised and get a big Bill Hader night for Barry. Are we anticipating any big surprises? Where do you think we might find any surprise moments this evening? I think one of the fun things about this year's categories and this year's nominees is it felt like there were so many sweeps within all of these nominations. White Lotus had a bajillion. Severance had a bajillion. Succession had a bajillion. But I think that the awards themselves are going to go in varied ways. We're not going to see a sweep the same way that we often do. You know, some years we have a million wins for succession and a million wins for Ted Lasso. I think you're going to see less of that and more things getting wins than usual. Brian, any other categories we need to talk about? Well, I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the best limited series category, which has so many amazing series in it. Of course, it's White Lotus, which had a ton of acting nominations as well. I think White Lotus is probably going to win, though I'm going to be pretty mad about it because Dope Sick on Hulu is 
One of the most remarkable things I have watched in years. It shook me to my core. I will barely take a Tylenol now. I'm so afraid of painkillers. That show should win, but the love for White Lotus might just be too big. Well, the Emmys are airing on NBC tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern. Brianne, it's always so great to have you on. Thank you so much and have a great time tonight. Thanks. Okay, this last story is just incredibly funny to me and also just so, so American. Queen Elizabeth's longtime royal protection officer, Richard Griffin, who is basically her security guard, told an amazing story about the queen on Sky News. So Queen Elizabeth liked to go for walks or hikes when she stayed at her home in Scotland. And every now and then, she would run into other hikers on the trail. She'd say hello and, you know, just kind of move on. But on one of these walks, she and Richard bumped into two Americans on vacation. And they could tell right away that this couple didn't quite know who they were speaking with. And it was clear from the moment that we first stopped, they hadn't recognized the Queen, which is fine. And the American gentleman was telling the Queen where he came from, where they were going to next, and where they'd been to in Britain. And I could see it coming, and sure enough, he said to Her Majesty, and where do you live? I mean, imagine you're the Queen of England for 70 years, one of the most recognizable people on the planet. You can't go anywhere without being noticed, except, apparently, if you happen to run into two Americans out for a stroll. I find it so funny, and it sounds like the Queen really did, too. And she said, well, I live in London, but I've got a holiday home just the other side of the hills. (laughs) And he said, well, how often have you been coming up here? Oh, she said, I've been coming up here ever since I was a little girl, so over 80 years. And you could see the clogs thick. And he said, well, if you've been coming up here for 80 years, you must have met the Queen. And as quick as a flash, says, well, I haven't, but Dickie meets her regularly. (laughs) I love how quick Queen Elizabeth was on this and that she just played along and that her security guard joined in on the fun. So the guy said to me, well, you've met the Queen, what's she like? And because I was with her a long time and I knew I could pull a leg, I said, oh, she can be very cantankerous at times, (laughs) but she's got a lovely sense of humour. Anyway, the next thing I knew, this guy comes around, put his arm around my shoulder, and before I could see what was happening, he gets his camera, gives it to the Queen, and says, can you take a picture of the two of us? (laughs) Anyway, we swapped places, and I took a picture of them with the Queen, and we never let on, and we waved goodbye, and then Her Majesty said to me, I'd love to be a fly on the wall when he shows us photographs to the friends in America. I mean, imagine asking the Queen of England to take a photo of you. I love that she did it. Like, seriously, how many times in her life was she ever asked to be the one behind the camera? Everything about this story is just so funny to me, and I hope it was something to make you smile on this Monday. Well, that's our show. Be sure to check out all of our Emmys red carpet coverage tonight on People TV and on our YouTube channel. That's where you can watch Janine and the rest of our People team starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. And speaking of Janine, she will be back with you all tomorrow to recap tonight's big night. Once again, I'm Charlotte Triggs. Thank you all for letting me sit in with you for today's episode of People Every Day. <laughs> 